Welcome to the PBO Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Your host here, E. Vanderbilt, with his trusted canine sidekick, Woody, where we bring you the news raw, unfiltered, and with no chaser. Let's get right to it. We have got a lot. I am here, E. Vanderbilt, with his trusted canine co-host, Woody. And Woody says, Wolf, did you see the Tucker Carlson interview last night with Tony Bobolinsky? Blockbuster, damning, bombshell, all kind of adjectives that can be used on this. We're going to talk about that. Some election update, what's going on across the country. Uh, we have some riots. How is that going to impact everything going on? Uh, and, you know, Trump, another Mideast peace deal. That's number four. And Chipotle. How could you, Chipotle? I mean, you always got my order wrong every time anyway. But this just might be the final straw. I'll talk about that on the backside of the show. But let's talk about first that interview last night with Tucker Carlson. If you have not seen this, you got to go see the whole thing. I'm going to show you some clips and share some clips today. But this, without a doubt, puts to bed this Russian disinformation nonsense the left is trying to do. It's just absolute crap that they're doing it. You knew it. I knew it. And now we've got Tony Bobolinsky coming out, coming forward, saying, hey, that these emails are real. Uh, I did send them. I did receive them. And I've got more information. He's also coming out with a very damning, damning story of meeting Joe Biden. Now, the, the reason this is important is Joe Biden said that he had no idea what his son's business dealings were. And this Tony Bobolinsky interview and statement, testimony, whatever you want to call it, blows that lid off. Joe Biden was out and out lying. He was simply lying. He not only knew, but he was actively involved. And you'll hear that from uh, Tony Bobolinsky's statement or the interview. I mean, and he's very calm. I, I find him to be extremely credible. Uh, a little backstory, how he got into this. He's a Navy guy. He was a lieutenant, lieutenant in the Navy, comes from a long line of uh, family members in the Navy. So it's a military family. And he served his country. And he's given money to politicians, but Democrats, he says, primarily went to Penn State. This is nothing to do with the Russian disinformation. If this is Russian disinformation, damn, they're good. They're good. But they're not this good. So Biden camp has not come out and um, declined it or denied it. Haven't said anything about the story. They're going silent, as is the mainstream media. The mainstream media, the Alphabet, CBS, ABC, NBC, NBC uh, CNN, MSNBC, nothing. Absolutely nothing. One of the biggest stories uh, in modern political history, one of, there are several out of the uh, Obama-Biden administration, you know, the Benghazi, um, there's just so many scandals that the media has helped cover up for the Obama-Biden administration and now helping cover up for the Joe Biden uh, presidential run. The media is complicit, in my opinion, at this point in time. They are completely useless and should be ignored. Uh, for them not to even mention this is just beyond, beyond the pale. It's unconscionable. This is a huge story, and there are verified facts. You know, Leslie Stahl goes to Donald Trump and says, we don't report this, these kind of things unless we know there's facts, unless there's facts. B.S., they sure reported on the Steele dossier, the, the infamous PP tape, right, where they said that Trump was paying hookers so he can pee on them up in Russia at a Russian hotel. They reported on that, but not this. This, which has 
implications of a compromised candidate if elected to the presidency of the United States of America, arguably, arguably the most powerful position in the world, he would be compromised he, by the Chinese, the communist Chinese. But no, no not, not our media. Our media doesn't give a damn about this country. That's the problem. They absolutely, they care more about their ideology than they do about the nation that they live and work in. And it's just, it's, it pisses me off. It's a damn shame that the media won't report this. We are six days out of an election and we have this explosive story and they won't report it. It gives, it gives me a little more faith in, in Fox News. I, I hadn't been watching Fox News, but they've been all over it. They've been reporting it. Tucker Carlson's show now is the number one rated show on cable network. I mean, his show is skyrocketing because he's reporting on this. And he's doing a damn good job, too. Uh, so where, what happens after the election? I mean, if Trump is elected, re-elected president of the United States, I think this story has some legs. It keeps going. If Biden is elected, Democrats retain the House, I think the story goes away. It gets buried. They'll, they'll effectively kill this story. And by the way, I, got, um, I wrote a, a blog article this morning on how we can get rid of the Dem what it'll take to get rid of the Democrat Party uh, I'll get into that later in the show. But first, this Tony Bobolinsky story, I'm going to play a clip for you. It's a little bit long, but it, uh, it's well worth it because it explains in detail why, why did he come forward? Why now? He could have just remained a private citizen, probably could have um, uh, weathered that his name was popping up at those emails. But, you know, and by the way, he's not the only former Hunter Biden business partner to come forward to cooperate those emails. There's another one in jail who's given his email account to a couple of reporters and that's cooperated a lot of those emails. Well, so this is this is a verified story. I hate to break it to our mainstream media, but this is a verified story and they're just not reporting on it. And the reason they're not reporting on it is because they know how damning this will be to their candidate six days outside of an election. How many, uh, you know, 70 million people have already voted. How many of those people voted for Biden and regret that vote after getting this story? This story should have been out earlier, by the way. But we got a drip, drip, drip coming out. And if we got time, there's some more drips that came out of Hunter Biden's laptop of hell. But this Tony Bobolinsky story is the big one right now. So let me play this clip. And this clip, he explains, again, it's a bit long. He explains why he came forward. To that. And here's what he said. Tell me about the conversation that you had with Joe Biden. What, what did he say to you? Uh, you mean the morning after he spoke? That's right. Um, it just, it was, uh, there was a 10 people running around, getting him something to drink, and we were backstage in a cramped space, and he asked me to walk with him out to the car, and he just asked, you know, how I did and uh, what I thought of his speech, and uh, I thought he did a great job in the speech, and obviously cancer is a very serious thing that we should all be working together to solve. I just lost a sister-in-law within the last two weeks, uh, sadly, to cancer. And um, uh, and then he just sort of asked me to keep an eye on his son and his brother. Yeah. What, what do you think he meant by that? Um, I think it was conscious of things and, you know, I can't speak for him. Uh, maybe right. I would love for him to go on record. Um, you know, as I referenced earlier, I'm only sitting here because they have not, not only have they not gone on record, they've denied it and they've tarred my family name. 
and a long history of serving this country and have other congressmen now talking about Russian disinformation. This whole uh, smear on Joe Biden uh, comes from the Kremlin. I held a top secret clearance from the NSA and the DOE. I served this country for four years in one of the most elite environments in the world, Naval Nuclear Power Training Command. And to have a congressman out there speaking about Russian disinformation or Joe Biden at a, uh, at a public debate referencing Russian disinformation when he knows he sat face to face with me, that I was traveled around the world with his son and his brother, to say that and associate that with my name is absolutely disgusting to me. Have you, did you complain about that? I mean, to suggest that you were committing treason or a part of a foreign attack on our democracy, which is how they characterized it. I mean, that, that's such a, a serious and, and I think unfair charge. Did yeah. you bring this up at them? Well, in basic form, you're exactly right. They are publicly accusing me of treason right now, um, treating me like I'm insignificant or the uh, 50 years of history that my family served this country is insignificant. And that's why I'm sitting here having this. I assure you, this is the absolute last place I want to be right now and the last thing I want to be doing right now. But I feel like I have a patriotic duty to this country and every American citizen to go on record and to find the facts for them and let them do their own work. Let them decide how they view those facts or not. But for the Biden family to deny these facts and then not only deny them, they could have just said no comment, but they didn't say no comment. They then brought in Russian disinformation and basically associated my name with that, which is absolutely disgusting to me. And I had to go on the record. Last weekend, I was in Virginia. Uh, Sally, my sister-in-law, passed away at around, I think, 6.38 Saturday morning. That's a And there it is. It's three reasons that one is they de denied it, then they, they didn't acknowledge it, and then they accused it of being Russian disinformation. And then you had Adam Schiff out there accusing it of being Russian disinformation. Tony Bombalensky was the loose end that I, I don't know how they didn't know that it was gonna blow up, but he is the loose end that absolutely blew up and the, I mean, you heard what he said. The man, for all intents and purposes, is a patriot. He, he served his country, his family served his country, and you gotta ask, what? What happened? Why did they not, I mean, what were they, what were they thinking that this guy wouldn't say something. They had to have known that he's former military. They had had some inclination that this guy was not going to take this laying down. And here's my theory on it. And now it is is a theory is I don't think they knew the extent. I think they remember the guy, know the guy, but I bet in those conversations with Hunter Biden about what's on the email that or on his laptop they probably haven't gotten a full picture yet of what's on that laptop how did this guy slip through i mean how did this happen is that how inept hunter biden is we we, we pretty much draw that conclusion but joe biden as well you know he's not been said to be the smartest man in washington but but then you know there's other business people that are involved in this and they knew they knew you're going to hear some more of the clips where they know they know exactly what they're doing that what they're doing is suspect and they know that this coming out hurts not only them but everybody else listen to this clip 
to do that. We don't want, you know, press trucks out in front of our house. I'm going to have to move. Uh, I could lose my job. Um, and uh, all that, um, you know, I'm not trying to cause any harm to anyone in this situation, right. let alone Rob Walker and his family, James Gillier and, uh, and his family. Um, but basically, Rob's position was if you go on record with all these facts, you'll bury all of us. If he doesn't come out on record, I am uh, providing the fact. Tony, you're just going to just you. bury all of us, man. What was your response to that? Um, I was focused on pushing these guys to do the right thing, to demonstrate an ounce of integrity in front of the American people. They all know the facts. I live the facts. And luckily for the American people, all the facts are extremely well documented. I'm going to do so the other business partners, they knew this was bad, but they didn't want to go forward. This guy, Tony Bobolinsky, this he just he couldn't stay silent in his own words. Uh, he wanted the facts to get out because he felt like they were besmirching him. And that whole Russia disinformation piece, make it, I mean, I'm, I'm blown away that it was <laughs> Adam Schiff, Adam Schiff, that was the catalyst to all of this going on. I mean, just absolutely uh, just unbelievable. Now, th there's so much more to this. Now, here's a um, Bobolinsky talking about a conversation he had with Joe Biden's brother. And <laughs> this is where the phrase plausible deniability comes in. Um, listen to this clip to Jim walk through this, um, I have a big heart. If you talk to anybody who knows me, they would, uh, they, they would weigh in on that. Um, I'm a kind person. And um, I'm, I'm thinking about the Biden family. Like, how are they doing this? I know Joe decided not to run in 2016, but what if he ran in the future? Aren't they taking political risk or headline risk? And I remember looking at Jim Biden and saying, how are you guys getting away with this? Like, aren't you concerned? And he sort of he looked at me and he laughed a little bit and said, uh, plausible deniability. He said that out loud? Uh, yes, he said it directly to me, one-on-one -on -one in a cabana at the Peninsula Hotel after about a you know, hour and a half, two hour meeting with me asking out of concern, how are you guys doing this? Aren't you concerned that you're going to put your brother's, you know, future presidential campaign at risk? Um, you know, the Chinese, the stuff that you guys have been doing already in 2015 and 2016 around the world. And uh, I just can almost picture his face where he sort of chuckles and says, you know, plausible deniability. So he said this is a man who's been drafting off his brother's political career for almost 50 years. He said to your face, essentially, we're, we're lying about it. Uh, uh, anyone uh, watching this interview can look up what plausible deniability means, yep. and the uh, definition is very distinct. That's to Jim Walker. Just amazing. Just amazing. So Jim Biden, his brother. And I did. I looked it up, and as well as I'm sure a lot of people did. Plausible deniability. Plausible deniability is the ability of people, typically senior officials in a formal or informal chain of command, to deny knowledge of or responsibility for any damnable actions committed by others in an organizational hierarchy because of a lack of absence of evidence that can confirm their participation. Their participation, plausible deniability. So they already had it mapped out what was going to happen. They knew it was bad. And Bobolinsky was asking, how, how are you doing this? Now, 
if you caught in that interview, he was at a meeting. And now we'll hear from Bobulinski that he actually did meet with Joe Biden. He met with Joe Biden twice. So listen to him talk about one of those meetings with Joe Biden. Because they were sort of whining and dining me and presenting the strength of the Biden family uh, to get me more engaged and want to take on the CEO role uh, and, you know, um, develop Sinohawk both in the United States and around the world in partnership with uh, CEFC. And uh, I, as you can imagine, I've been asked uh, by 100 people over the last month, you know, why would you be meeting with Joe Biden? And I sort of turned the question around to the people that asked me, why at 1038 on the night of May 2nd would Joe Biden take time out of his schedule to sit down with me in a dark bar at the Beverly Hilton, sort of positioned behind a column so people couldn't see us, to have a discussion about his family and my family and uh, business at a very high level uh, where Jim Biden sat and Hunter Biden participated in. I'm irrelevant in the story. Um, I, they weren't raising money from me. There was no other reason for me to be in that bar meeting Joe Biden than to discuss what I was doing with his family's name uh, in the Chinese CFC. He's, and this is a company with direct connections. Yeah, so why indeed? Why would Joe Biden want to meet with this guy? And, this, and so right there we have the beginning of the lie of that Joe Biden didn't know what his son's was do, business deal. Didn't know anything about his son's business dealings. He obviously did. He met with the guy they put in as the CEO of the company. His son was working for with, hard to tell what Hunter Biden's role is. I mean, we know what his role is. His role was he was the bag man or, or, and he was, he was the name. All he was doing was putting people together. Hunter Biden didn't have any discernible skills to do all of this stuff. So all he was doing is playing on his family's name, putting people together, cashing in and partying. That's what Hunter Biden did. But why indeed would Joe want to meet with this guy? And there was another, this wasn't the only meeting. There was another meeting as well. So this, Bobulinski had met with Joe Biden twice, not once, twice. Here's another clip of him explaining a meeting he had with Joe Biden. Joe asked me to talk about my background, my family. He thanked me for my service. Um, I'm obviously very proud of that, proud of my brother's service and my grandfather's service. And uh, then he walked through sort of his family, um, you know, obviously some of the tragedies they've dealt with, his political career in a high level. Um, you know, we didn't go into de too much detail in business because Hunt prior uh, to Joe showing up, Hunter and Jim had coached me. Listen, we won't go into too much detail here. This is just a high-level discussion and meeting. So it's not like I was drilling down with Joe about cap tables and and uh, and details. So you said that they wanted you to meet Joe Biden as a way to induce you to participate in this deal. You were you were the actual business guy here who had management experience, deal experience. But it also sounds like Joe Biden was vetting you to some extent. Yes, of course. Like, um, I didn't request to meet with Joe. They requested that I meet with Joe. And, uh, you know, he's putting his, um, and Hunter says this in writing, 
it was uh, referenced multiple times, uh, they were putting their entire family legacy on the line. They knew exactly what they were doing. They were dealing with a Chinese-owned you know, uh, enterprise uh, run by Chairman Yi, CFC, that had strong financial support and political support from the Chinese Communist Party. That's how it was presented to me. That's not my own words. That's how they presented it to me and read me in on it. And uh, my, they, they, they being Gillier and Hunter they Biden. They being Hunter Biden, who was very proud of that and taking credit for it when I sat with him for two hours on the patio of the Chateau Marmont in L.A. Proud that they were doing a deal with the Chinese Communist Party? Well, proud that they were, that he had the relationship with Chairman Yi, who was running uh, CFC, and the ability for them to get deals done around the world and stuff like that. You've seen family legacy, coached me, proud doing deals with the Chinese government. And I know he said proud doing deals around the world, but this is Joe Biden getting involved. Now, I, I've been in leadership positions in my career where I've managed groups of people and I've managed people that have hired people. And let's say a direct report to me was going to hire somebody. They'd go through the process. They'd do the interviews and all that stuff. And the last step would be they had to talk to me. Well, this is purely anecdotal, but that's what this sounds like. The last step to sign off on the guy, they had to talk to Joe. They had to talk to the chairman. They had to talk to the big guy. This is, this is damning. Now, we've got Joe Biden. Now, now, what the left is doing right now, the left is saying, there's nothing here. This is nothing. What does it prove? Well, it proves, one, that Joe Biden lied to us about not knowing anything about his son's business dealings. That's one. It's a blatant, blatant flat-out lie. But, you know, politicians lie. They lie all the time. Joe Biden is a known liar. He's a, play, a plagiarist. But then there's the implications of doing business with the communist Chinese. At the time, by the way, when he, when he met with Tony Bobolinsky and this story you're hearing, Joe Biden was the sitting vice president of the United States of America. He was the sitting vice president of the United States of America. And he was actively involved in his son's business dealings. We now know that. And when, when Joe Biden says he has no knowledge of his son's business dealings, as Tony Bobolinsky says, that's a blatant lie. Sort of position behind a column so people couldn't see us to have a discussion about his family and my family and uh, business at a very high level uh, where Jim Biden sat and Hunter Biden participated in. I'm irrelevant in the story. Um, I, they weren't raising money from me. There was no other reason for me to be in that bar meeting Joe Biden than to discuss what I was doing with his family's name uh, in the Chinese CFC. He's, and this is a company with direct connections to the communist government of China. So he, the former vice president has said he had no knowledge whatsoever of his son's business dealings and was not involved in them at all. But this sounds like direct involvement in them. Yeah, that's a blatant lie. When he states that, that is a blatant lie. 
Obviously, the world's aware that I attended the uh, debate last Thursday. And uh, in that debate, he made a specific statement around questions around this from the president. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I uh, almost stood up and screamed liar and walked out because I was shocked um, that after four days or five days that they prep for this, that the Biden family is taking that position to the world. Um, and once again, I'm irrelevant in this discussion. I just was brought in to run this company and have uh, been exposed to all of this fact. And I believe the American people should see this fact. I would have much preferred the Biden family go on record and define these facts for the American people on the globe versus me sitting here uh, having a discussion with you on it. So Joe Biden has not denied meeting with you in Los Angeles, correct? And he goes on to say correct. So, you know, that's, that's just a part of the interview. I, really, go find the clip. Go watch the whole thing. Because there's so much more detail that he gives in this interview. Uh, just, a, you know, it's mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling that we, we can see this. Here's this man. He, by the way, looks credible, sounds credible. Could he be our liar? Absolutely he could. But the Biden team, Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, um, uh, Jim Biden, nobody, none of them, not one has come out and said, that man, Tony Bobulinski, is a liar. That never happened. And you know why they haven't done that? It's because they don't know what people have. They don't know what may be on that laptop or, or maybe they do know what's on that laptop. And that has them scared into silence because if they come out now and they try to say, no, that guy's a lie and this, that never happened, this, deny it. Then they pull out more proof that yes, in fact, he is not lying. They don't know. They simply do not know, they being the Biden camp, what to do. They, they're, so what they're doing is they're staying silent and hope and pray, well, I doubt they're praying, but they're hoping that the media continues to cover for them and they can just get Joe over the finish line because that's all this is. Joe Biden is a corrupt politician, a career corrupt politician. His first election in 1972 to the Senate, there is allegations that the mob helped suppress a news story coming out by calling a strike on a Teamster strike because um, was it Sheehan or Shehan? Uh, forget the mobster's name. I talked about it on a, a quick take. PBL podcast, uh, ordered the Teamsters to strike, which prevented a story coming out that was bad to Biden. And he won that election by a razor margin. Joe Biden has been corrupt since the beginning of his career in politics. And this is the height of corruption. If, if half of this is true, this man should never sit foot in the White House, even as a guest. He should not have any, any rights to ever go to the White House. And I say that kind of flippantly because if he's an American citizen who's not charged with a crime, okay, he has rights, but he should not be elected into office. He, he, should, he should have just stayed out of this. I don't, you know, the reason he's running is not because of that Charlottesville exchange with Donald Trump where allegedly that Donald, uh, he's, Donald Trump said there are good people on both sides. Total lie, total fabrication, been debunked hundreds of times, but he didn't run because he ran for another reason. Did he run to suppress this? Did he run because of this? Did he run because he knew how corrupt it was in a, a second 
Trump administration, the, the, the shackles come off because in the second, he doesn't, in his second term, he doesn't have to worry about being elected again. Were they afraid of what he was going to do? They being the Obama administration people? Were they afraid that corruption was going to be exposed if uh, Trump is reelected? Is that why Biden got in the race? I mean, he's 78 years old. He said he wasn't going to run. He told Obama he wasn't going to run. Because it surely wasn't, and I'm not trying to call you Shirley, because it surely wasn't because of that Charlottesville incident. That's a lie. Because we know Biden, all he does is lie. Now, here we are, six days, six days out of an election. Is there enough time? Will this impact the election enough to where Biden can't win? Some pretty damning stuff. Blockbuster, uh, bombshell, adjectives after adjectives after adjectives on this one. And what it proves, what it shows is a a family of corruption, a a, a corrupt politician, uh, Hunter Biden, Jim Biden, Joe Biden, all corrupt in my opinion. Jim Biden and Hunter Biden failed businesses left and right. Uh, especially Jim Biden, by the way. So they were cashing in on uncle and brother or father and brother, I'm sorry, uh, as being the vice president of the United States. They've been cashing in on his Senate title probably for decades as well. 47 years this man has been in politics. And I, I see it as him being corrupt from day one. When we come back in the next segment, I'm going to talk about the election. Um, What do these numbers mean? We got 70 million people have already voted. What is it? How is that going to impact Trump? Is there time? Can this be overcome and Trump wins the election when we come back in So thanks for listening to this segment of the PBL podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. If you're listening to this on iTunes, uh, Apple iTunes, please uh, subscribe and give us a five-star rating. Helps move us up in the algorithms. And please do go to our website, thepblpodcast.com. Click on our YouTube link. If you're watching this YouTube channel, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. It helps us again with the algorithms. And we've got to fight back big tech every tooth and nail we can because you see in this story, you see it in this story how the media suppresses information. We'll be right back in the next episode.